Thursday, friends. Welcome to The Witchy Historian. I am your host, Crystalina May, and today is our second witchy episode in which I am going to have a little chat with y'all about what it means to be a witch. I am going to share some stories from other practicing witches, my own personal definition, and towards the end of the episode, I have a couple of quotes from some friends of mine about what being a witch means to them. But before we get started, I am going to share today's witchy calendar of the day. So today, February 16th, we are still in Aquarius season with no retrogrades. Thank goodness there's no Gatorades in the microwave. And today we are talking about the element of fire. Fire symbolizes creativity as well as destructive power, energy, transformation, passion, ambition, and inspiration, as well as cleansing and life-giving. These are all attributed to the power of fire. Fire can be seen in the Devil tarot card and the Tower, both of which represent the need for intense, sudden change and complete transformation. And today's Patreon shout out goes to Carly H. Much love and many blessings to you, Carly, and many thanks for being an official patron of The Witchy Historian. Now, on to the show. Sorcerer, Hag, Conjurer, Harpy, Necromancer, She-Devil, Harridan, Witch. This word has carried with it some of the most dangerous and negative implications for healers, herbalists, and women minding their own business since the late medieval period, and it is still used as a euphemism to refer to a nasty, rude, or cruel woman today. However, despite this very gendered use of the word, a witch is really anyone who practices traditions of magic or witchcraft. Of course, magic is really just focusing our personal energy and intention, which isn't much different than prayer or meditation in any other faith practice. However, the primary difference between practicing witches and the prayers and practices of other religions is that witchery is directly powered by the practitioner's faith in their own agency, instead of faith in a separate and otherworldly being. And of course, many witches do believe in the existence of at least one and often many different deities, but witches tend not to rely solely on the deities to do all of the work. They are usually viewed as a support to the actions that the witch is trying to undertake instead of as a replacement for proactive action. 
And this varies in every practice. Only you can tell yourself whether deity work is right for you or what it should look like for you. My, my primary check-in with myself is, am I being respectful of marginalized communities and closed practices? Is my work hurtful to anyone who is not a direct threat to me or my loved ones? Or does it harm their potential to be? I adjust a little bit as needed, and once I feel properly calibrated, I go forward with my plans. So it just I adjust accordingly, depending upon what the circumstance calls for. It's really no different than somebody praying for protection versus praying for justice to be brought. So what does the media popular culture and witches have to say about what it means to be a witch. According to the staff at Gaia.com, the history of the witch hunts and the gendering of the term witch has created a need to destigmatize the word in today's vernacular. They argue that is especially important due to the imbalance between men and women in Western culture. Women who are assertive or driven are often labeled as problematic, and this is linked with the ways women were targeted as witches in the early modern period. With this in mind, Gaia states, quote, it's vital to remember that witchcraft is not just one single thing across the board. It is an understanding of one's own spirituality, end quote. In the November-December 2022 issue of the Smithsonian Magazine, author Kate Wheeling covers a new exhibit at the New York Historical Society called the Salem Witch Trials, Reckoning and Reclaiming. Centering essential primary sources from the Salem Trials, the exhibit includes photography by Francis F. Denny, a descendant of Salem Judge Samuel Sewell and Mary Bliss Parsons, one of the early accused who was acquitted later on. Denny's work focuses on framing the witch as a, quote, primordial female archetype. Witches represented a threat of sexual prowess and crooked, cunning, ugly old women all at the same time. And this instability, this fluidity contained within the word witch is what made it so terrifying back then and so mystical now. Lenore Tiha, a witch who is included in the exhibit, shared with Denny, quote, frankly, I think that if your witchcraft is not political, you are still asleep. In a culture as racist, patriarchal, transphobic, homophobic, and materialistic as ours is, if you don't see the way witchcraft is radical and revolutionary, you have some waking up to do. End quote. Through the suffragist movement in the 1880s, beginning in the 1880s, 
second wave feminism in the 1960s and 70s, and today with witch talk and Pinterest witches, the idea of witches as a representation of strong, independent women has stayed true. And despite different practices and disagreements about how open the community should be to newcomers, many witches use witchcraft and spirituality outside of religion to heal. It's a tool to process trauma, past hurts, and to find a way to calibrate yourself in your own identity and constructing a worldview that you can feel good about. And worldview can change how we interact with the word witch. In an article by Ty Gooden for The Nerdist, a BIPOC practitioner named Frankie says, quote, I was always told that a witch is just a person who holds a lot of knowledge, wisdom, or ethereal information. Growing up Catholic, his family members practiced Santeria. Magic is the manipulation of energy, and you are the tool that manipulates the energy. End quote. Quinn and Interstellar, another witch of color, says, quote, A witch is a person who does use spiritual practices, whether it be ancestral or possibly like modern-day Western forms of spirituality. I could say that anyone who practices in this way would be a witch. End quote. Odachi is a monodeist, and she still believes in one God and shares what being a Christian witch means to her. Quote, being a witch is understanding the fact that you are magic and that there's magic in you, in the universe, and in all of us. You are God. They created you in their image. That means you have everything inside of you to create the life that you want for yourself. Being a witch means you are connected to the world and the universe in such a way that you are not going to harm it." End quote. A common thread between all of these witches is the fact that most of their craft is practiced alone. Even those who are part of a coven often do solo workings and every path is unique. Doing things when and how they work for you is absolutely still valid. Another thing to bear in mind is how the label of witch has been weaponized against marginalized communities. This is why mindfulness about cultural and closed practices is so important. Misappropriating these things erases their voices from the history of their own culture. So, what does this path, being a witch, mean to me? I came into this, as I've mentioned before, a few years ago, but this happened smack dab in the middle of my mental health journey of deconstructing a lot of religious and childhood trauma, identifying my complex PTSD triggers, and my internalized racism and biases, and kind of a general hatred for my own queerness and my feminine self, kind of all at the same time. So becoming, or rather reclaiming my witchiness, was really about reclaiming my own body, my own mind, and the power to set boundaries to protect myself. 
It gave me the ability to prioritize myself, but also to hold myself accountable without wallowing in guilt. And it really does give me the space to step into my own agency, to be able to look myself in the eye every night and say, I did give it my best today, and I'm better today than I was yesterday. Even if I'm not as productive or if I have a rough moment, I can bring myself back to center and I can remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing. My goals and my purpose are easier to find in those moments and I can be far more forgiving with myself and with others than I was ever before as a Christian. Being a witch allows me to recognize my growth in a way that I wasn't able to before. I was always wanting to win or be the best at all of the things that I liked or knew about and I could not admit when I was wrong. Now it's easier for me to say, I know this much about this thing. I'm not an expert and I'm able and willing to adjust my perspective, my worldview, when I am presented with valid new information. Being humble and utilizing that humility as a strength and a tool for growth has been the most impactful part of this craft for me. And it's contributed very greatly to my ability to even do what I'm doing right now with the podcast and with graduate school. So while writing this episode, I did reach out to some community groups that I'm a part of, and I asked for some listener stories about what being a witch means to different people. And I got a couple of responses. First, we have Becca, and she says, For me, it involves a lot of nature magic and focuses on elemental things, earthly things, and nature. That might look different for somebody else, but for me specifically, I am very drawn to the magic that the earth holds and what it can be used with that. I appreciated this answer because of the way that our society holds humans as so separate from nature and as above nature. And I think that witchcraft is a really good way of reconnecting that thread that has been severed by the oppressive structures of industrialism and especially of capitalism. Next, we have Julie, who shares, to me, being a witch means radical self-reliance and standing in my own power. It means stepping back into the confidence I innately had before life got a hold of me. It means taking my agency back from patriarchal overseers. It means refusing the old lies now passed down as common sense, geared to cause us to question just who do we think we are. Being a witch is being a flame that no one can put out. Being a witch means I'm done being a scared little girl. I am a mama bear full of rage and love and ferocious desire, and I will not be deterred. I have the power of all of those who came before me, and I will persevere. The power I felt coming from Julie in this quote is so potent. I felt it through the screen as I read her message and as I wrote it out, and even now, I got a little teary-eyed. 
I mean, talk about reclaiming your power, right? So while this is a pretty short episode again, <laughs> I thought that this was a really important one because there is a lot of stigma, even still, even with the popularity of witchcraft and becoming a witch and the spiritual side of the world that has become more popular in recent years, there's still a lot of stigma around that term, what it means to be a witch and how that translates into daily life, how that translates into how we see the world and whether or not we believe God exists. Most of the witches that I know do. There's plenty that don't, but I believe that personally there's something, maybe a lot of somethings, and there's no way for us to determine exactly what that is in the way and the form that we are right now. So why not just do the best that we can? And I think that by choosing specifically only one to work with or to follow that we are doing a great disservice, not just to ourselves, but to all of the other existing energies in the world around us. So that's my take and witchcraft and being a part of this community has been a huge part in my spiritual and mental health growth as well as other parts of me as well. But that's all I have for you today. I really hope that you all enjoyed this. Um, as the show goes on further, we'll start getting deeper into topics and these will be a little bit longer, but I appreciate you all sticking here. Uh, and if you would like to get in touch with me, you can go ahead and send me an email at thewitchyhistorian at gmail.com. I would be happy to share your story on the show if you would like to share it. You can find me and follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash thewitchyhistorian, on Instagram at witchyhistorian, and on TikTok at thewitchyhistorian. And if you would like to get a shout out on the show, like Carly did today, head on over to patreon.com slash thewitchyhistorian. Uh, there are three different tiers that you can choose from. Uh, starting at, I think, $3 a month all the way up to 15 Each one of them gets a little bit something different. Uh, yeah, and that's it. So thank you so much for listening today. I'll see you again in two weeks for our next episode we, where we are going to talk about the uh, next set of heresies following, and that was tied very closely to the Albigensian heresies that we talked about on the second. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you all later. Have a good one. Bye!